0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You know, it's bad news when the White House is softening the ground and they're softening the ground. The White House is letting you know that things are bad and they're going to get worse. And you say to me, Tony, Tony, how much worse can they be? How about seven interest rate hikes in one year? And that's not even the part where they're softening the ground. No, 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 no. How about the fact that they're already letting people know that the job numbers, well, they're not looking very good for the month of January. They're gonna be out in just a couple days. The job numbers aren't gonna be looking so good so we got to say, you know, it was, the, it was that Omicron. It was that, it was that Omicron. That's the issue. See, the Omicron, that got into the system and people had the coughs and the sneezes and the flus and the, and, the, and the fevers. Did we say flu? We mean the deadly disease Omicron, which wasn't deadly compared to, of course, COVID, which wasn't necessarily deadly compared to, of course, uh, having uh, the, the idea of comorbidities. Real Oh, of course, real. You won't get me to disagree that it's real. Of course, it's real. You won't get me to disagree that the vaccine clearly reduces symptoms. Some people had issues with the vaccine. Some people have questions about the vaccine. Some people didn't want to take the vaccine. I'm not going down that road. I'm saying that Omicron is nowhere near as deadly if only because I have the CDC's own words for it. That's right. You can't trust the CDC. Crap. But blaming Omicron for a bad jobs report? Oh... That's a that's something special. That is something special indeed. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is so good to be with you. Dr. Matt Will joins us right now, economist with the University of Indianapolis, M A T T W I L L, mattwill.com, uh that's where you find him. You also find him on on your Twitter box. I believe it's Dr. Matt Will on Twitter. And and I got, before I get to the interest rate hikes, which is why I reached out, I was like, okay, seven, says Bank of America, seven interest rate hikes, holy hell. Let's start with this one. White House warns that the Omicron spike could skew the January jobs report. Is this covering bases, or are you hearing that there's some kind of truth behind that idea? <laughs> Tony, oh, I can't
1: help but laugh. This is absolute 100% political spin, and I'm not even a political analyst, and I can tell you that's what's happening here. This is just trying to get ahead of bad news. The January consumer sentiment missed expectations, Tony. It was the worst since March of 2020, the worst since when when COVID hit the world. The S and P had its worst month in March since since March of 2020, the the month COVID started. Tony, I could go down a list of these things that are the worst since COVID started. And for for the, the, the White House to say that it's COVID related. So he's saying that today's COVID is worse than when it started over two years ago. That's absurd, Tony.
0: Well, they're not saying that. They're saying that they expected a lot more growth, and and unfortunately, uh, th- th- this this Trump-inspired virus, uh, it's it's just it's just kept us from being able to get the number that we were expecting. After all, we're coming off of a of a GDP growth, gross domestic product of six point seven percent. I mean, we're rocking and rolling, and the Biden economy is clearly working for America, isn't this Just isn't this a rational thing for them to say? Tony, it's, 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 again, it's political spin because it's not rational. Yeah, if we have
1: 6% GDP growth, of course, when we manually shut down and lock down the economy, you're going to destroy it and take it very low. And then, of course, it's going to come back up. That's just how a roller coaster works, Tony. When something goes down, it comes back up. That does not mean that the up is great. When you cause the down, the up is going to occur naturally. But, Tony, you said the right phrase. Missing expectations. The market already has all this in there. The market has in inflation. The market has in a COVID. The market has uh, what's happened in the past, what they think the forecasts are going to be. And we're still missing expectations, Tony, on every single variable. I mean, heck, McDonald's missed earnings expectations. When does that ever happen? McDonald's is always where everyone goes. They never miss expectations. Chevron missed expectations. The S&P worst month in, in two years, Tony. And and I could go on with another piece of some other economic data. We're missing the expectations, and and they're trying to put the blame on somebody other than the policy of reducing domestic uh, exploration of energy, regulation, labor laws that don't allow the ports to be open, even though the president says they're open. Tony, I got to jump in and say this one thing. Jerome Powell on Sunday had an interview where he said his exact quote is, nothing has been done to alleviate the supply chain crisis. That's what Jerome Powell said. That's a pretty dramatic statement. The and it goes to something, 24/7. Yeah, something that, that we've not.
0: discussed and we've known talking to Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, that, you know, all the bluster and all the talk about the ports, and we're getting these ports working 24-7. We asked a very simple question here. Just because you say you're going to get the ports to work 24-7, does that mean you have the ability to get the ports working 24-7? Do you have the manpower? Do you have the skill set? Do you have the technology? There's a lot that goes into this. Never mind. Can you force the Longshoremen's Union to get this done? We knew it was just a cover, knew it was just a play uh, to get people through the Christmas season and try and make them feel like we're getting something done here. But I think that the, the whole idea of McDonald's missing earnings is something that that is going to move people. But let's say they're not really big on the market. Like me, I, I am no market expert right here. When you hear that McDonald's misses earnings, Is there something else to discuss, like, for example, maybe McDonald's getting a a little too far ahead of itself, maybe thinking too many people are like me and can eat 47 Egg McMuffins at one time? Isn't it possible that McDonald's is the issue and not the market?
1: Well, okay, Tony, let me give you two examples. Um, Chevron, we've we've got very high oil prices. They've almost doubled in the last two years. Yet Chevron missed expectations. Tell me how an oil company in the booming oil price market is missing expectations as well because the economy is slowing. And, Tony, I know this is an anecdotal example, but go to my Twitter feed, uh, DR Matt Will. I posted a photo a few minutes ago of the shelves. Walk around your grocery store. Don't believe me, Tony. Let your listeners, of course, keep your radio on. Walk around the the grocery store. Look at the empty shelves. They don't exist, Tony. It doesn't take, you don't need an economist to see that the supply chain is disrupted.
0: Right. The, the, the idea that there are no empty shelves, that myth doesn't exist because there are indeed empty shelves. Now, let me bring it over to where we we started here. And I appreciate you engaging the little devil's advocate talk uh, with me. The fed is expected according to bank of America to raise rates seven times this year to fight inflation. Now, We had already heard that they were thinking about doing it four times. I got myself into a place of saying, we're going to see a 2% increase in interest rates. And you had said, why only 2%? I mean, that was basically what you said. Do they think they can raise interest rates just a little bit at a time and we're the frog in the water and we won't notice we're boiling?
1: You know Tony, I, I like your analogy, but remember the other day we had the same conversation and and people after our conversation said I was nuts because I said we're going to have to raise mates rates more than people thought. Well, apparently, Tony, I undershot the estimate because when we said four and I said, pay possibly five, two percent or more, Bank of America says we were too low. and but the the basic premise, Tony, of what we talked about is still true. They have to stop a recession. And they're going to pull that Band-Aid off, Tony. They're going to rip it off, because if they rip it off gradually, the recession that is coming will be dramatic and long. And they know what's coming, and they've got to rip that thing off. Tony, just today, a few hours ago, about an hour ago, the, the, production, the purchasing manager's report came out. It's a nerdy report. It's my favorite report. I look forward to it at the first of every month. The economy is still expanding, Tony, but new orders have declined. Production has declined. Deliveries have declined. Inventories have declined. And producer prices are the highest as far back as I could find the data, Tony. The producer prices, Tony, that's going to be passed along to you and I. The producers aren't going to sit there and lose money. They keep missing expectations, Tony. They keep missing their profit expectations. They're going to pass those
0: costs along. So just hold on because it's going to happen soon. When you dig into the article, I've got the Fox Business article here. uh, They talk about seeing an interest rate that um, puts the target range between two and three quarter and three percent. What are interest rates right now? And in your view, is that the range or are we going to see something grow even bigger than that?
1: Tony, the Fed funds right now is zero. I mean, they've got a range right now, but the Fed controls the Fed funds rate. They don't control the rate you and I do, the, the, the rate that you and I pay. That rate is determined by the banks. And, and again, we talked about this in your, in your podcast the other day. But the Fed funds rate, you know, that's a different number. And, and that is, right now, I shouldn't say it's zero, Tony. It's a point zero 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 seven.
0: I say that's zero. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go along with that. We'll go along with very cheap. Very cheap money. But so when, when they're talking about a Bank of America, 2.75 to 3%, are they talking about the Federal Reserve's rate? Because that's yes. going to put America at a much higher rate.
1: Yes. Tony, th- th- that's exactly what they're saying. They're talking about the Fed funds rate. You know, the target, of course, is right now 0 to 0.25%. They're talking, of course, two and three quarters to 3%. The goal, though, Tony, the goal is to keep the rate you and I pay low. Again, that's why that podcast where we had those silly graphics I put up the other day would be very helpful. Is people need to understand the Fed funds rate goes up. The goal is to pull inflation down. Because inflation, is if it's 7 or like it was in the 80s, 14%. Tony, the Fed funds rate could be 2%. You're going to pay 18% for your money. Because the banks add an inflation premium. So they're trying to pull that inflation down so hopefully they'll jack those rates up to 3% and inflation will go from 7 or 8 down to 1 or 2 fingers crossed but they got some to tough Matt Will to me, Tony they've got to pull that bandaid off and get the inflation down nothing's worse than inflation
0: Talking to Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. I want to be clear uh, uh, about something here. I don't know exactly where the interest uh, rate is is going uh, to, to end up, uh, and and if, if the the federal funds rate is two point seven five or or three percent, the Bank of America uh, economists saying they project seven quarter percentage point rate increases, which will be one and three quarter uh, per, percent there. Um, I don't know if that'll be the Fed fund rate. I don't know it'll be what we uh, as as the consumer are dealing with. The question I have for you, Dr. Will, in examining these things is, what is the number that gives people the willies? What is the number where people say, you know what, we can't afford it. Can't afford the house, can't afford the car, can't afford the, 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 the capital investment in the business. What is that number?
1: You know, Tony, if you were to ask me this question 10 years ago, I would say 10%. But we've been so used to lower interest rates now, you know, you go in to get a two percent mortgage. I, I would say when rates hit five or six percent. So if the Fed if the Fed is charging three percent, and your bank has a a five percent inflation premium on that, you're walking out of there with a seven eight percent mortgage, Tony. Minimum, minimum. And I think people are starting to get the willies at five or six percent. So that's we are why seeing that's refinances down. As much down. as I don't like to predict, Tony, that's why I'm predicting a possible recession. Because this is Are not the re- whoa, end whoa, whoa, well whoa, 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 when whoa. You, you can't, can't be throwing up stuff like
0: that just willy nilly. All of a sudden, you're going to drop the recession on us. Uh, Tony, Two quarters why, why recession. Wait, wait, wait. they
1: saying what they're saying, and that's why the Fed is saying what they're saying. Everyone's trying to stop it. Hold on. Do hold they on. have the guts hold to on. do it,
0: Doctor Will? I just want to get us back. Uh, uh, let's make sure we're on the same conversation. Let's make sure we have definitions. A recession is two negative quarters of GDP. That's what makes a recession. There's conversation of recession, and then there's actual recession. You're saying, you're thinking, as you look at the economics, we can see enough of an interest rate increase that we're going to have negative GDP growth, and we're going to see two quarters of it and put us into a recession in 2022?
1: Now, Tony? I told you many, many times, I'm not a forecaster and a predictor, but all the indications are right now that that is highly possible. And I'll, I'll leave my politically adept answer at that.
0: Yeah, that was, that was, that was not bad. That was not. You're, you're just trying to scare people. That's what you are. You're the fear monger. That's all you are. Or is that what they're going to say about you? It's one or the other. But you were right about the interest rates. You were right there, so so right now your track records a uh, pretty good. Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. Dr. Matt Will on the Twitter box of M A T T W I L L Will dot com. Check him out there, sir. It's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. I don't know, is this recall season? Kia is recalling more than 400,000 vehicles because of concerns about airbags that might not deploy. Uh, Fortes, Coupes, Sedonas, Souls, EVs, a whole bunch of vehicles. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Nissan they announced that they're recalling nearly 800,000 Nissan Rogues. Model years 2014 through 2016. And the Rogue is the top-selling vehicle for Nissan in the country. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, water and salt can enter a wiring connector and in the driver's footwell, causing corrosion. Corrosion. Can disable the driver's power window or power seat, cause the all-wheel drive warning light to come on, or drain the battery. And there have been seven reports of fires or, quote, thermal incidents, which is how they wanted to categorize Chernobyl. <laughs> and then, where the, where's the Tesla one? Here it is. Tesla. The best one. Tesla is recalling nearly 54,000 vehicles that may disobey stop signs. So if your car has the full self-driving beta software, it'll allow you to come to a rolling stop, not come to a complete stop, I guess. So you've got uh, Model S's, Model X's of certain years, Model 3's, and Model Y's. These are being recalled because they're not stopping at stop signs. This wouldn't happen if people started driving again. The other recalls, I think, are sometimes like standard things. You you didn't notice that something was made improperly or or, or just had one little weird glitch and you got them out there and over time this happens and you go about and 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 you fix it. I don't think people don't get weirded out by recalls like, like they used to. It used to be a big thing. They don't now. On this one from Tesla, totally weirded out. Because there are people really, really hoping that their self-driving vehicle will always be right. It's not. What are you having faith in a self-driving vehicle for? Just drive, you fool. But I couldn't get over the headline from from writers. Tesla to recall nearly 54,000 vehicles that may disobey stop signs. It's a sign. It doesn't get obeyed or disobeyed by a car. It gets obeyed or disobeyed by the person driving the car. Reuters has taken the person right out of the equation and saying the car is disobeying. I don't want my car obeying or disobeying, uh, you know, or having an emotion. Like, so th- there was a movie called Sphere, and I think it was uh, Sharon Stone, and Dustin Hoffman, right? Um, was Samuel L. Jackson in that movie? Okay. Uh, and they they they're at the bottom of the ocean. They come across this thing, and this thing is talking them through a computer. Uh, and 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 one moment the thing that they're 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 talking with says, "I am happy." And Dustin Hoffman's freaked out. They're like, "Why? Things happy?" You know, and Dustin Hoffman says, I would rather didn't have any emotions at all. What happens when it's mad? That's how I feel about uh, the self-driving vehicles and the robots and everything else. No emotions. Disobeying freaks me out. Drive your car like a person, people. Stop relying on the tech. I'm Tony Counts. The New York Times has purchased Wordle, which means I'm done playing Wordle. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz is, uh, is 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 what you do. That's, that's what you want to follow right there. Wordle took everybody by storm, man. People love playing the game. If, if you've never played, Wordle goes like this. Uh, it's 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 fi- it's a word that's five letters long. and then okay, you've got six tries at it. so you put in your, your 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 word right and then it'll tell you whether or not the letter is in the word, whether or not you have a letter that's in the word but in the wrong place or whether you have a letter in the word that's in the right place. like this is gonna become a game show in the matter of minutes. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before I'm amazed at the simplicity of it. And And how enjoyable it is. And then you've got six tries to get it to get it figured out. And then you realize, wait a second, I know these words. Why can't I think of this word? and it's enjoyable. And it's gotten people obsessed and they're all over, it and they're trying to finish it as quickly as possible. I'm not trying to finish it as quickly as possible. I don't think i I don't think I win anything with it with, with a speed competition. I, I did get it done today. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to I was trying to figure out the other day how do you build it into the show like can you do a wordle segment in the show and then you realize no because you're going to you're going to spoil it for some people and then they're going to hate you for forever. People probably go through their whole day like don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me. It's like getting a spoiler to a Marvel movie. But the New York Times bought it and I got to admit it's a, it's a smart buy. It is absolutely positively a smart buy. Build on to their online subscription service and everything else. Online subscription, say anything you want about the New York Times and it's true. But what they were able to do and how they do online subscriptions really did build up, build them money. Helped them tremendously. It was actually very, very impressive, right? And it's, it's like when you do election night coverage like, like I do, their maps of how election results are coming in, they're, they're unreal, Absolutely unreal. Breaking it down to like county to the county level, and 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 having those breakouts there, so you can do nation, you can do state, you can do county. It's crazy. So if you are focused on a county that means something, like for example, in Florida, Hillsborough County means something. That's where Tampa Bay is. That county, so goes Hillsborough. Very much often, so goes the state of Florida. And they can break it down. Like, it's it's super cool, super cool. Uh, unfortunately, what they write is just straight up garbage. In Indiana, we have got ourselves a fight about voting absentee. WIBC.com with the story, Eric Berman reporting. The House approving limits on voting absentee. The House sent the bill to the Senate, 66 to 28 party line vote. Remember, Republicans have a supermajority in Indiana. And a lot of good it does Hoosiers. Because they don't often engage in things that they need to. They avoid social issues like it's the plague, like it's the plague. It's a serious problem and one that Governor Holcomb, as I've been discussing, can't avoid. They're coming right to his doorstep. But I'll tell you that there's an interesting press release from the Indiana Democratic Party. Halftime score for the 2022 session, of course, uh, we're halfway through the session. There are two types of sessions, budget and non-budget. This is a non-budget year. And uh and it's so it's a shorter session. So they're halfway through. Halftime score for the twenty twenty two session. Indiana GOP becomes the culture war party. Do you really think that's an insult to Indiana Democrats? Allow me to laugh at you. Not with Do you know how happy people are that finally we're engaging properly? Fighting. The nonsense that has come our way for years. Parents, people all across, Hoosiers across the state, thrilled and overjoyed. And so they've got this list. They've got this list. the, The Indiana GOP's culture war agenda has opposition from the state's most influential communities, including the Indiana Chamber of Commerce and the Indiana State Teachers Association. Well, the Indiana Chamber of Commerce is far too leftist, and the Indiana State Teachers Association doesn't seem to care too much about kids we've seen this time and again but neither here nor there Uh, let's just leave that be here are the divisive issues they see that the republican party is prioritizing this year house bill 1001 discredit the covid19 vaccine and they even put links they even put links to, to to articles Indiana vaccine exemption bill heads to Senate after advancing through House. Wait a second. Saying that people can get exempted from taking a vaccine doesn't discredit the COVID-19 vaccine. They're saying they don't want it. Well, this, is, this is not true from the Indiana Democratic Party. I know you are shocked to find that the Indiana Democratic Party said something that isn't true. There's nothing here. That would, that's anything about discrediting the COVID-19 vaccine. This is misinformation from the Indiana Democratic Party. A lie, if you will. This is about vaccine requirements. If you ask me, the vaccine works. I mean, not against Omicron, but against COVID, SARS-CoV-2, and Delta. Yeah, it works. Works. Oh, stop it. It's it's too easy to see the data that it does lessen symptoms. It's right there in front of your face. Issues? Oh, I'm not going to disagree. I think you should be able to talk about that. Tell me it doesn't work in the main. I'm just not going to buy in. Me, personally. But the Indiana... Discredit the COVID-19 vaccine? This is what the Indiana Democrats are putting out to their people? This is a lie. No, this is misinformation, and these emails should not be allowed to go forth. Is that how we play our game? They're not allowed to send the emails? That's, that's what I think it is. Here's the next one. House Bill 1134, Senate Bill 167, politicized classrooms. And then they have an article. That controversial education bill passes House, moves to the Senate. Senate Bill 167 uh, didn't even come to a vote. So that, that, that's over. House Bill 1134. What? We don't want critical race theory taught in schools. What's the, what's the problem? Why do you want critical race theory taught in schools? Oh, wait, critical race theory isn't taught in schools? Well, that brings us to a very, very, very interesting tweet. The tweet comes from Erica B. Rivera. Who is Erica B. Rivera? Educator, director of equity and inclusion. Dr. Buchanan Rivera. Uh, uh, oh, I thought I could go to the website. I guess I couldn't go to the uh, to the website. I thought I thought I could go there. And Erica B. Rivera. Did she wait? Did she block me? No, you did not. You did not block Tony Katz. <gasps> Oh, no, 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 no. You don't know how this works, doctor. I have been blocked by Dr. Erica Rivera. And she uh, does uh, the equity work there at Hamilton Southeastern. Right? Fisher's Hamilton Southeastern Schools. That's where she works. She's the chief equity and inclusion officer who has blocked me on Twitter. Why? Because I asked a question. I asked a question to a tweet that she put out. And the tweet, well, I would I would read it to you, but she's now blocked me, so I can't read you the, the actual tweet to allow me to paraphrase. People who oppose critical race theory can't celebrate Black History Month. It's February. It's Black History Month. By putting that out there, I said, I, I, I have two, uh, two questions. I have two questions. She said, uh, you know, that, that new legislation is going to ban books, what the Republicans want to put through. I said, what books are banned and under what specific regulation, based on the new legislation working its way through the General, Indiana General Assembly? When people scream that books from black authors are being banned, as Dr. Erica Buchanan-Rivera has, I'm not saying she's screaming, you get the point, I want to know what books they are, and I want to know what regulations were utilized in order to ban these books. And then, if you tell me that if you oppose critical race theory, you can't celebrate Black History Month, aren't you saying de facto that critical race theory is in and should stay in schools. I asked for a response from from anyone including her. She blocked me on Twitter. Dr. Erica Rivera. Erica E R I C A, the letter B that's her uh for Buchanan Rivera, Erica B Rivera R I V E R A. So you can you can add her on Twitter. Equity, inclusion, and diversity are topics that feed my soul. Well, where's the diversity? I'm asking questions. Do you or do you not speak to people like me? Is it because I'm Jewish? How about this? I'll just go with the fact you blocked me because I'm a Jew. I'll just leave that one out there. Hold on, can I get a ruling on this, producer Ari? Uh I think it's I think you can make that claim. Wow, he's being super generous. Because he knows that's wrong. We all know that's wrong. But I mean, if I'm going to get blocked, let's just start with the basics. She hates Jews. Why not? Boom! Let's just throw it out there. Let's see if we get a response. Did, 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 did you do it because I'm white? Did you do it because I'm a radio host? Did you do it because I'm a conservative? Why would you block... I said two questions here. I had questions... And they were opened up to the world and to you. You block me. Can I ask what's inclusive about blocking me? Oh, goodness gracious. What are you thinking? You don't get to block me. Everyone who is part of the Hamilton Southeastern School District has to know that their diversity, equity, and inclusion officer doesn't believe in diversity and doesn't believe in inclusion. Can we guess what she thinks about equity? No, but, but, but you're right, Indiana Democrats. Uh, somehow it's a culture war uh, to be opposed to people like Dr. Rivera and her absolutely bigoted thinking by blocking people uh, who ask questions. Then, of course, the Indiana Democrats are very upset with House Bill 1041, which they say bullies innocent minors. That's not what House Bill 1041 does. Indiana House uh, votes to ban transgender girls from playing sports. From playing girl sports. Oh, wait. Oh, you're right, Democrats. House Bill 1041 is about bullying innocent minors. That's what you want to do to the girls who play sports and they're told they have to play a sport against a boy because a transgender girl is a boy and boys are not girls and girls are not boys and men are not women and women are not men and you so hate children and you so hate these girls that you think that they should lose their spots to a boy should get beaten by boys and just take it uh, and that somehow is 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 good and decent and proper and that's going to make us all better people Man, there is, and this one, maybe they told the truth. But so far, they're two out of three uh, with, with with lies. And now three out of four, House Bill 1077, say the Indiana Democrats, hand firearms to bad actors. That's not what it does. Indiana House approves bill eliminating need for license to carry a handgun in public. Yes, you don't need a license to uh, be able to utilize your rights as given to you in the Constitution. Never mind nature nature's law you still are passing a background check that hasn't changed so once again the indiana democratic party is lying to their base no wonder they're so misinformed because the party is guilty of misinformation and then house bill 1116 restrict access to vote indiana house republicans vote to further restrict mail-in voting no that's where the story starts at wibc.com that's about absentee voting You have to show that you'll be gone throughout the early voting period in order to get an absentee ballot. And to request a ballot online, you have to provide your driver's license number and the last four digits of your social security number. You can't just say, I'm out of town, give it to me. you got to prove you won't be around at all and take advantage of early voting. I don't necessarily see what's wrong with that. But I can certainly say, hey, uh... Can we have some other reasons to do an absentee ballot? Well, disabled, over 65, maybe there are one or two more reasons. I'm certainly uh, ears open. What I am not in favor of is sending out ballots willy-nilly and letting ballots be collected by people so where they can fill them in. I don't want anything that could even bring you to the opportunity of fraud, and yet the Indiana Democratic Party is okay with creating all those opportunities. So what was that? That That was five out of six? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Five out of six where the Indiana Democratic Party lied. That's that's special. Not as special as the diversity, equity, and inclusion officer there at Hamilton Southeastern Schools blocking me on Twitter. Diversity people. That's that's what they're all about. I'm Tony Katz. An update about the Twitter feed of Dr. Erica Buchanan-Rivera of Hamilton Southeastern Schools, the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Maybe she didn't block me. You know, we did the whole tongue-in-cheek thing, right? I, I asked a question about one of her tweets. Next thing you know, you can't see it. I'm blocked. I'm like, did, did she block me because I'm Jewish? I mean, you, you got to go through all the things. Uh, she has locked down her Twitter account because producer Ari couldn't, get, couldn't see her tweets either. So I guess she has to follow you back or allow you in order to see her tweets. So this is an educator keeping her tweets from society. Huh. Interesting. Uh, just a reminder to parents who are pushing for uh, more um, transparency and through some of this legislation that we're talking about, teachers have to uh, post, uh, you know, lesson plans and and put things on, on online for, for parents. Now you know why it's more important than ever before. If the Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer of the Hamilton Southeastern Schools says, well, only people I approve of can see my tweets. And you might say, well, she's a private person. She's entitled. Normally, I'd agree with you. But we saw from, for example, the court level that people in the public eye aren't allowed to do that, elected officials. Kasi-Cortez wasn't allowed to do it. Should the chief equity inclusion officer? And let's argue, well, she can do it. Should she? Can't I notice that that's a really bad look? But I just wanted to be clear. It doesn't seem like I'm the one who's blocked. Specifically. She's just got a whole bunch of people. She doesn't want reading the kind of things she has to say, like critical race theory. That's cool. It's what it's what she's saying. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.